Hello, happy Friday. It is a glorious Friday and I am sitting on my friend's terrace, 41st floor, looking out and seeing this beautiful skyline in New York. And um, yeah, I'm kind of peeping into other people's buildings and I'm remembering what I was telling myself earlier today, which is mind your fucking business. Yeah. And that's the message I kind of want to share today is really we got to mind our own business. Yeah. Mm hmm. I know a lot of you guys, including myself. Yeah, I know a lot of us are minding so much of other people's business. Like, oh my gosh, what do they think about our work? Oh my gosh, like, what rate should I charge so that my clients' business will do okay? Um, do people like me? Do people think my work is great? Um, what will happen if I do it this way? You know, so much of us are thinking about what other people think about our work. And frankly, what they think is not our business. It really isn't. Our business is to focus on what we're doing and what we have ahead of us. Um, I did a YouTube um, video on this. And yes, you'll see a little bit of my animation. Um, But I wanted to put something out here for those of you who are not really into YouTube and to share on on podcast form that you don't need to focus on anybody but you. You don't need to focus on what your clients think, if it works for them. You just got to figure out and worry about like whether or not it works for you and set those terms. So I had a client or potential client that um, really wanted to, to kind of do things his way. You know, and it was a really interesting thing. And I I set terms for myself early on in my business. And I noticed after um, a lot of flags for me was like, I need to make sure that I'm in a mutual relationship where someone respects my time and my craft as well and treats it with a level of professionalism. And how I, I define professionalism is up to me, really. And so one of the things is if I notice that a client is counseling on me multiple times and or rescheduling and finagling times with me like not just two times or three times but doing it last minute like four times that's a red flag for me I'm like okay do they really respect the time that I'm putting aside because I am putting aside time to speak with them okay and or to meet with them so one is respect number two is okay so do they respect the way that I work And do they have enough confidence in the work that I do and trust? And trust is not just about, okay, yeah, um, I promise not to tell your secrets and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Trust is about also, do they have the trust that you know what you're doing? And so um, I had a client who was like kind of explaining to me, um, explaining to me how a contract should be written, explaining to me how um, industry standard, which frankly, he doesn't know anything about my industry, um, which I later found out, explaining to me what um, I should and cannot do and should do as a professional in my industry. And I then proceeded to tell him, look, you know what? I don't think it's a great fit for us. And I think you're going to find someone else. And I was just very, very clear about that because I don't appreciate I don't appreciate working with people who don't respect my time. And also, I don't want to work with someone who doesn't trust that I can do the job, right? Or that I can do the work. It's a mutual two-way relationship. So 
I set those terms for myself because that's my business. Literally, that is my business. My business is to set the terms. So any of you guys who think, you know, you're creative and you're just like, no, you know, I'm just the creative. I don't have to worry about the business stuff. No, you are so wrong. You are so, 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 so wrong. Let me tell you, that is your business. You as a creative must protect the way that your work, your energy, your inspiration flows. And anything that blocks that, which includes clients that don't respect your work or respect the way that you work, is definitely one of the ways, one of the things that you need to safeguard. And I say this because, look, every single time that I have been in a working relationship, it doesn't matter what kind of, you know, level it is, whether it's um, a single client or it's a whole group of clients, it still requires energy and focus. And if this energy and focus is taking more than it is giving, you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? Is it really worth it? And your inspiration and your energy and all the gifts that you have to share in this world, only you know. That is your business in finding out how much you can give and how much you're willing to give. Nobody else can define that for you. And so it's not about saying, oh, no, 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 I don't handle that stuff. That's just the business stuff. No, no, no. You don't get to just walk away and say, that's not my business. No, it is your business. It literally is. And as you define and you get clearer and clearer about that, believe me, you will eventually find the clarity in the work in your creative output. My friend the other day, she, she asked me, she calls me and she's like, oh my gosh, I have so many people asking me to endorse their products. And rightly so, she's got a huge fan base. She is an international speaker, an author, um, like really, really like just she's, she's big. And she's got fans all over and people are asking her, hey, like, can you do this endorsement? And, you know, and like, will you show up here? And will you be here? And will you be there? And she's telling me, she's like, man, I kind of feel like I'm getting prostituted out. And I said, well, you only are prostituted out if it's if you feel and excuse me in language. I don't even think that there's anything wrong with prostitution, period. But like, it's, you know, mind the pun, mind the term. Um, And she just felt like she was being given out. And I said, well, you can only give yourself away if you want to. But you have to determine on what terms you want to do that. And so nobody can take that power away from you. Really, nobody can. But if you're not paying attention and you're not setting those terms for yourself and you're not defining, okay, well, how you want to work, if you want to work, when you want to work, how much you want to work for, etc. If you're not even defining those terms then how can you get mad at anybody else for just trying to guess and or to, to offer an answer? Look, you got to make it easy for people to work with you or you've got to make it easy for yourself to decide whether you want to do a yes or whether you want to do a no. And some of you guys, I, I know, I know it's hard where you're just like, I'm so desperate. I need to pay my bills and I just need to do this creative thing. So of course, I'm going to just try and make it work. I get that. I've been there where I have literally had $15 in my bank account and I was just like, I don't even know if I have enough money for gas. I'm not even joking you. I get it. The thing is, the more and more that you come from a place of trying to figure out everybody else's business, your business never, ever, ever gets figured out. 
So it has to start at some place where even if you are in that situation where you are, you know, in this place of like you're in a crunch or you're in a bind, pause, take a moment and expand and just say, okay, what is true for me? What am I really willing to do? And how can I do, where, where can I stand so that I want to keep inviting this kind of energy into my life? Because the more and more that we allow others to dictate our business, the more and more that we tell and allow people to just come in and say, hey, like, you know, we're going to, we want you to work for us for this rate and this amount. The more and more we give that away, the more and more we're going to invite that kind of behavior and that kind of energy into our life. So we as, as solopreneurs or entrepreneurs or, you know, as creative thinkers and artists, I, I say this, mind your own business. Get to it, figure it out. And it doesn't mean that you need to do all the contracts yourself and write them. It means literally you got to pay attention and make sure that you're not just hiding your head underneath the sand and going, oh my gosh, but that's not for me. I mean, I don't need to do that. No, you do. Because at the end of the day, you are the one who has control of your creative output and your creative input. And garbage in, garbage out. So get control by setting the terms of your own business, defining what it is that you want to do, how you want to work, how much you want to get paid, how you want to even get paid, you know, what services you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do and mind your own business. Last night, I was in an authentic relating circle with some folks down in Austin and we, the theme of the night was about shadow and some interesting things that came up for me was, um, you know, we asked ourselves, um, you know, what is that part of us that is so ashamed and that, you know, we kind of have latent and hidden between us and my shame and something that I've hidden for a while is that, um, it has been, you know, a really, really, um, daunting task to, um, fulfill my dreams as an artist. And when I was a little girl, I, I was very much, um, into, um, making clothes. Um, I would design jewelry. I would paint, I would draw, I would write poetry. And that was just my innate desire. And I would go then later to, um, you know, study piano for most of my childhood to into my adult life. And then I became a singer. Um, I became a, an opera singer. Um, that's what I studied in undergrad and I had a degree in literature. So very much my mindset was that I was going to be this creative until I got the, the, the drop from my parents who said, you're not going to make it. You are going to be a starving artist for the rest of your life. So you better pick another career. And, um, then I got from one of my ex-husband, I mean, like not one of, I've only been married once, (laughs) but one of my exes who happens to be my ex-husband, he was like, yeah, you definitely can't, um, 
um, go singing because, you know, you'll just be this non-contributor to our family. And how could you do that? And so uh, a few years after graduating from college and after, you know, many, quite a few failed attempts at really making it, um, I just decided that I was going to quote unquote get a real job. And what that looked like was a series of lots of discovering myself. And somewhere in there, I just kind of resolved that maybe that's the truth, that the, all the adults around me are right. And that that little girl's dream in my heart to be the creative artist, to, um, to be the artistic expression of who I am was no longer, you know, going to be, I just had to grow up. Fast forward, I'm in a corporate job. I'm 31 years old. I'm in management consulting and I'm laying down on the bathroom floor wanting to nearly kill myself. Mm -hmm. Yes, I am, you know, crying and I'm just, you know, at my wits end. And um, I am um, not very long after that, I am in a hospital and I'm just realizing like what a crash and it turned out that I was had an ulcer from you know stress and overworking lack of sleep blah blah blah, blah you know just run in the mill uh, fucking bad bad lifestyle choices and I realized that you know what it what all this was inside of me was this inability to fulfill that little girl's desire which is I do want to be this artist and I am an artist. And um, so that latent desire that I had um, and, and something that I had been repressing was no longer something that I could repress, but it was something that I had to do. And so I began um, really, really taking that step forward. I quit my job and I went full-time into photography, which had been essentially like, um, that had originally been a hobby of mine. And I just resolved that I wanted to believe that that little girl's voice in my head that said, you know, I can be anything that I want and I can do anything that I want, you know, that 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 was the truth. And um, so it has been it hasn't been easy. And one of the biggest pressures that's, you know, been eating at me is like this idea that I need to prove to myself that artists don't have to starve. Like I can be a happy artist. I could thrive on being an artist and I can make a living and I could be successful at it. And um, the first year, um, the first year and was, you know, I was really was kind of like an internship, right? I wasn't really making that much money. Um, I think I probably made $25,000 in, in freelancing. Um, and that was more organic than anything. And then the second year, I made about $50,000 specifically only in um, you know my art. I was doing some other things as well, like other consulting things, but that was it with art. And then this past year, um, my third year, I made $70,000 in, um, in freelancing and in, in my art and that actually felt pretty darn good for me. And um, 
it was good, but then also I know I was giving myself a really hard time. I was feeling a lot of shame, like thinking, okay, wait, here I was before making six figures. Um, you know, I was living in, you know, a two bedroom apartment in New York and I was able to take care of myself and, um, you know, I had it all and I had it all figured out and, you know, here I am, you know, my parents telling me that, you know, gosh, you know, you'll never make it as an artist, starving artist. And there are just so many different things, right. That, that come up. And what I'm realizing though, in that shadow work was that shame that I had around like, wow, great. Okay. Like I'm not making six figures. Oh my God. Like, you know, like what, what's that deal? But there is this in confronting that little girl, I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm proud of her for trying. I'm proud of her for believing and I'm proud of her for even going out on the ledge. And as I look and I talk to, um, other freelancers and I talk to other artists who, you know, they, they've mentioned to me, like, you know, they've had to get second jobs or they've had to do other things and they'd had to, um, they haven't been able to make that much, you know, within a year, you know, gives me the confidence and hope, not that I'm trying to compare myself, but I think it's perspective that I'm seeing. And so my sharing of this for you guys all out there is that, um, you know, I want you to know that I am someone who does believe that it's possible that we can all be thriving artists and that none of us have to starve and that we have a specific value and what we bring to our communities is absolutely valuable and cherishing, cherishable. And we, we need to try, um, if not for the sake of, um, for our community, more so for ourselves, because we bring something so deliciously important and possible in this world. So what I want to say to all of you guys is, I want to say, um, listen to this podcast, listen, um, so that, you know, I'm here to let you know that I am on this journey. Um, I have, I have been on this journey for the last three years and I haven't given up and I'm not planning to give up and I'm going to continue doing this and my goal this year is actually to hit um definitely hit three figures with specifically with um with my art and um outside of you know the other consulting things that I do and know that that I can do that right and I also just want to say that um I'm here for you guys as a resource I'm here not only as a resource for you is like um, a bit of like that person who's like standing next to you and saying, yes, like, let's do this. What, you know, let's walk the path that's like kind of not even carved out, you know, it's like going in. But I'm also here to say, like, look, I am, I have a set of skills uh, in marketing and in business strategy. Um, I help Fortune 500 companies um, get off the ground. And if there's any way that I can be of a service or to be, you know, a bit of, you know, your, your go-to person to talk to about money. Yes. Mm -hmm. M O N E Y when it comes to talking about money, um, especially around your art and stuff. 
and your work, please, please feel free to talk. Um, this is a forum about hope um, for you to keep going on your creative path. And it is also about making sure that your creative path is paved with, um, with paved with lots of success and, and, um, abundance. And I literally mean that in every single way possible, including financial success, whatever that looks like to you. So, um, the next, um, season, this season coming up, I'm super duper excited to share. I have a crew of guests who are incredible artists, um, who are incredible creatives, um, authors, um, uh, photographers, film directors, um, so many people are coming up that I want to share with you who are going to be sharing part of their journey and especially not just in their creative practice, but also in really talking about being successful financially as an artist. And if there's any two things that I leave with you behind, um, what this podcast is intending to do is, and, and, and just my hope and who I'm standing for and what I am here to stand for is that I want to eradicate the line that artists are starving, starving artists. Like, let's get rid of that out of our vocabulary because that's, that's not even, that's not, let's not let that be our MO. And the second thing is that we are not loners. This lone artist myth has got to go. And that we, when together, and when we come together, right? And when we are collective and when we're sharing together our successes and our challenges, that we are so much stronger and that we look to each other as support rather than competition or rather than um, the other. And that we really lean on one another. So... Thank you. I'm so excited to share this season with you. Um, Strap your seatbelts and get those notebooks out. Mm -hmm. All right. Love you guys. I think at some point we all end up doing a time in New York, whether it's this visit or it's this extended residency. And some of us actually become New Yorkers or we were born New Yorkers. And um, either way, this city somehow ignites something within us that just makes us light up. And this is, I guess, like, not to be so freaking dramatic, but it is kind of like my last um, time that I am going to be living here. And, um, yeah, and I'm very excited um, to be relocating and moving, but I'm also um, thinking about a bit of the bittersweetness that this all entails of changing and moving. And I was out with my friends with my dear crew of pinkers. Yeah, you know who you are. And as I was thinking, um, and I was more dancing than I was thinking, I could feel the absolute spark of joy and love that this city has given me through the 
beautiful people and the resilient human beings that live here in this town. This town of New York City requires the heart of steel and gold and fire and absolute strength. This city is not for the weak-hearted. This city is for those who believe in their dreams and their destiny and want to pursue it so hard. This is the city of absolute possibility and in the same time absolute reality and what I want to say in the tribute to this dear city is that I am so grateful to you um, beyond belief and words cannot describe the way in which you have molded me as as a human being and I genuinely want to thank you for this story and that I leave you my dear city with so for us to come and for the other experiences that we might have in the future as more as friends than as lovers and as companions. <laughs> um, as family, more so as family than as um, lovers. New York, I love you. I always will. And thank you for reminding me just how fucking incredible life can be. <laughs>